Hello and welcome to episode 60 of First 60. Geek 411. Welcome, you geeky faithful. I'm your host this week, Chris Nicolay. And with me, as always, my good friend, Cameron Franklin. Cameron, how have you been? I'm doing good. Excited to be here for this episode. Yeah. And for those who didn't weren't here last week, also joining us is Cameron's future wife, Deanna Davenport. What? What? <laughs> no one is ready. No. <laughs> With those introductions aside, let's go ahead and jump into what we've been playing, reading, watching, and listening to. Deanna, start us off. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been lately still listening to Artemis on Audible and still trying to figure out what the big plot is. <laughs> She she's going on random okay. missions, like scap like doing these kind of somewhat like black market kind of deals or kind of behind the scenes work, um, like smuggling things. But I'm trying to figure out like who like is there a Maybe villain? Maybe because it's a true story, there is no plot. You, you know? I'm there starting no to think that might be the case. Um It's actually just a biography yeah so i'm wondering if it may just be like a lot of setup that becomes something like a lot of things that she's doing kind of gets her wrapped up in something she shouldn't be doing but i've yet to figure out what that is or the character the character is doing so i mean it's interesting because it's on the moon and still learning about life on this base in the book so but yeah i'm still like Mm -hmm. what i'm lacking what like urgency with this book a little bit unless i'm missing something but i don't know um also recently i just got caught up on supernatural because i missed a couple of weeks um i'm caught up on that it's still like it's one of those shows that has like 20 something episodes a season so it's kind of hard to stay caught up because you're like oh this is just another filler episode but doesn't have anything to do with the overall like overarching plot to the whole season and every time you mention so i feel like that format's gonna kind of start fading out pretty soon because they're just hard to keep up with um yeah exactly i definitely like with that style of show too there's a like i feel like fans are a lot less Mm -hmm. interested in that than they used to be like there's a lot more actually like with the netflix people want to watch more things in less time instead of just being invested in like a couple of shows at once um there's a lot more out there supernatural's good but it's not 12 seasons yeah it's it's hanging on but i'm pretty sure their next season's their last one from previous announcements um and on like 300 episodes or something like that um and also saw Black Panther, but we'll probably talk a little bit more about that um, because false, false, or I saw it. It was good. Can't do spoilers because I guess Chris didn't see it. <laughs> Shame. I'm slacking. I'm sorry. Shame on you. Um, it was phenomenal, but I guess you'll have to hear more about that later. Um, and Cameron and I watched some Mystery Science Theater the other night. We watched The Loves of Hercules. Um, it was a good time. It's pretty bad. Um, it's pretty bad. The main thing I think we noticed was how, uh, contrary to most um, kind of fantasy type movies, the women were more clothed than the men. Yeah. I felt very objectified. There. I was very uncomfortable because I couldn't tell if what the guys were wearing were underwear or a, some sort of attempt at a toga or what was happening. It was very distracting. Isn't that like the whole problem in today's culture is that women aren't allowed to wear less clothes than men? I know, but this made like way back in the day when like nobody in this movie looked like they were actually Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like one person. Yeah, one person had kind of dark skin. Or even dark hair. Everyone else was blonde. Kind of dark skin. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, but I was impressed with the Hydra they had. That, that seemed oh, to be impressive so for the time period, even though it was bad. But I was like, that's kind of ambitious. That's a very large prop that moves. 
but yeah it was a lot of fun on mystery science theater but yeah it's basically what i've been up to what about you cameron let's see so as deanna said we watched mystery science theater um i also went and watched some of the competitive league of legends um lcs um just one of those things that i enjoy having on for background um couldn't really tell you who played some people won some people lost um not enough zigs was played let me guess the korean uh, well this was european and north american but oh okay. um, these are the independent lcs is not the major tournaments um and so yeah it was fun I, I enjoy watching it but it's not something that i like crazy keep up with and so it's one of those that just kind of when it's on i watch it i've been playing some more monster hunter i'm about 40 hours in at the moment and so i have i think the last handful of monsters that i have to actually defeat to end the story and then um then i'll just be in for the late game Mm -hmm. grind gotta get to monster or hunter rank 100 for that trophy so um Let's see what else on Thursday night. I went and played commander for coin, um, which is basically gambling like poker meets like magic, the gathering. And so you have like an ante that you put in when you play. And then if you knock somebody out, you get a coin from them also. And so I won the two games that we played for coins. And so I made $8 playing and it was pretty great. Sounds like gambling. It's a game of skill. And so I traded in those coins um, that I won, as well as some from previous weeks, and I got a Mind Slaver and Liliana Heretical Healer. And so um, I consider that a win. And so I also, because of the amount of coins I traded in, I got first place, which seems kind of weird that you can essentially just buy first place. But I got like a prize pack of some foil promos and stuff that are not great cards, but they're foil promos, so I like them. What's EA in charge Let's of see. Commander now? Is that how it goes? Is e- Seems kind well, of weird that you could just buy first it. place. Shots fired. <laughs> but it's not based on loot boxes, so it's okay. True. Although it is because they're Magic the Gathering packs, Exactly. Which, there you go. Um, oh, which, by the way, I was I just finished the show notes for the last episode, and... Um, it sounds like when you made that point last week because of editing, it just sounds like I just cut away from it. It was like the conversation ended. I know. It's over. And so I thought it was funny. Moving on. <laughs> and so um, let's see. I also went and caught up on Critical Role. Um, I was about <laughs> all of the episodes behind. <laughs> and so I think I was at the end of episode two. And so I caught up and have watched all the way through episode five now. Episode six will be. Um, what well, well, was this past week? Um, I will be trying to watch that before next Monday. And so but we'll see how that goes. And then I also went and saw Black Panther. I had to see it in 3D because the 2D showing was sold out and I didn't want to wait an hour and a half. So my brother and I had to sit in the neck breaker seats the whole like looking up oh, the man. whole time yeah. in the very, very front it was not fun. Movie was great, but that was not fun. <laughs> we'll talk some more about Black Panther in the news segment for some spoiler-free discussion. Yeah, and then we'll have our spoiler discussion later on after. <laughs> Eventually, all three hosts have seen it. <laughs> yes. So, Chris, besides not getting to see Black Panther, what have you been? So, up to? since we were recording last, I have mostly been house sitting for a lady who has no internet. Oh, no. Back to the Stone Ages. Yep. So I mostly played Summoner's War in my downtime. Also, I did use Use my hotspot ability so I can watch Hulu on my Switch. (laughs) And ended up watching Mm -hmm. some anime, some of the lesser known animes that are on Hulu, which are kind of okay. And they're dubbed. A lot of them are dubbed. So there's that. Interested. Um, (laughs) So I watched Tokyo Ravens and started watching Copelion. Um, I'll talk more about those later, I guess, in our anime segment. But yeah, that's mostly been what I've been doing. But yeah, and with that, let's go ahead and jump into our games segment. Starting off, as usual, with our releases for the week. This week we get 
Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it, it's in RTS. Yep. Hi. It's mostly I'm just sure that Age of Empires being released and upscaled for 1080, I'm sure, or 4K possibly at this point. Maybe. Oh, it's being know. redone for 4K. Yeah. Being yeah, that's really all it is. It's still the original game mechanics. So for the for you Age of Empires fans, there you go. Now you could play it on that fancy monitor for your for you PC gamers out there. Cool. Um, <laughs> let's see. We also get um, Metal Gear Survive, which is the spinoff of the Metal Gear Solid series. Okay. Um, that for some reason is happening. And so I've, I know I've heard in some of like IGN's coverage that it's not that bad of a game. That's a great it's review. kind of where they've it's come on it. not that bad. And so <laughs> it's only going to be $40. And so... Um, there was like some questions of the like, why is this Metal Gear? Um, that kind of stuff. But we'll see, I guess. As of recording, reviews are not out yet or anything. Um, but at least I don't think they are. I do not anticipate getting this. Yeah. Uh, also, in other releases, we get Payday 2 coming out to the Switch. Yep, you Every, rob some banks. <laughs> everything I've seen about this is says don't buy it. <laughs> well, well then, okay. Really? Yep. <laughs> apparently, apparently, in its original release on whatever, like its original port to Xbox, um, they never fixed anything. They didn't do any bug updates or anything. So the whole idea <laughs> is, what makes you think they're going to fix anything on the Switch? Oh yeah. So. There is that. I, I think there's like a big following for Payday. That's what I've heard. But I don't know any of the specifics. But I've heard like they just don't, they don't fix their ports. But I guess we'll see. We shall see. What happens. Mm-hmm. Also, I've officially changed my silly description. This week's silly description of the week is the blob too. The blob. The blob. The blob. The blob. The blob. Yep. That's blob. In the blob too. Comrade Black is back, and so is his war on color, disguised as Papa Blanc. Comrade <laughs> Black rigs the city's election in order to win and take control of Prisma City with his brainwashing new cult. That is until the blob bounces back in full color, spreading f- color spreading force with his revolution to restore color and life back to the city and its residents. In the colorful sequel, the blob will paint his way through this, the enormous and pollution-filled Prisma City, accompanied by an interactive soundtrack and an arsenal of new tricks to confound his enemies. Joining the blob will be a new robot sidekick named Pinky, Pinky. who will help him blast enemies, disable traps, and negotiate the challenging levels of Prisma City. The game will also present players with new side quests, which allow players to upgrade the blob's abilities. I just loved how they actually like defined what side, like, side quests were. <laughs> <laughs> like... The side quests. They help you get better. Yep. I don't know why else you would have side quests. Like Added story? Duh. I mean, true, but even added story is typically to mm. like improve the character. Or find other characters. Oh, touche. That's okay. what's up. I retract my previous statement <laughs> on there, defining side quests. Yeah, and that's releases for the week. Um, nothing crazy. As per usual for the t- this time of year. Um, but we got some fun oh. news. Before we sorry, before we keep going, I want to point out that the villain, Comrade Black, like disguises themselves as Papa Blanc and just changes one letter of their name. Nice. Yep. And it's not even like in an important letter that they changed. Like they make the same sound. But they mean different things. You can pronounce it the exact same <laughs> way. <laughs> Like black is different. Blanc is supposed to be white and like French or something. Yeah. I mean, that I think that's the changes everything that they're going for. Changes but like, everything. it just seems so like, like, no, it couldn't be him. You clearly didn't <laughs> try. No. No one will He's guess disguised. if I remove a last letter from my He's name. He's a disguise. I went from English to French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So in video game news this week, Mario is getting his own encyclopedia. Yeah, because we still mm-hmm. use those. Oh. The Super yeah. Mario Encyclopedia come- is supposed to be an exhaustive book of at nearly every Super Mario game Nintendo ever made. Yeah. And so I think this is being made by Dark Horse. It's going to be like 40 bucks. And one of the things that's interesting is I think it was in their Zelda one that we actually got the official Zelda timeline. Oh, that's true. Um, And so it'll be interesting to see if we get something kind of like that for this one. Um, Obviously, like there is there are some like story questions apparently about when like who is who in some mario games and there's some game theories on that but it'll be interesting to see if there's any interesting story revelations um like there were for like i think it's like the three zelda timelines i think is what it is and so we should say that it only covers Super Mario works from 1985 to 2015, ending with Super Mario 3D World. Super Mario Odyssey did not make the cut. Aww. Poor Super Mario Odyssey. But you also wonder, like, it takes a while to produce these things. Um, I actually do own his Hyrule Historia, Zelda's book. Cool. But it'll this one this encyclopedia will be released on October twenty third. We've got some last week we talked about the release of Kingdom Come Deliverance, which has officially sold five hundred thousand units. Yeah. It looks interesting. It's a pretty good start for kind of a well, I mean it's kind of been known, but for what I will say is a minor title, it's a good start. And if it's not a franchise, it's not like and so, like, it doesn't have that, like, clout. I don't know if that's the right word. But it doesn't have that fan base of, like, people that are just like, oh, this is the latest Metal Gear game. I'll just buy it because it's Metal Gear. And so we also got an interesting article from the PCGamer.com or just PCGamer.com. There's not a V. Um, and it's the title is, It's Refreshing to Play an Unimportant Dork in Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, and they basically address the fact that it's interesting to play as someone that's like not the savior of the world. Yeah. They're just some like mm-hmm. kid basically that picks up a sword and is, um, through practice and through trials has to learn how to actually be decent at it. Yeah. And so those make some of the best characters. I think so too. It's nice where like, you also don't have like the obligation of like pursuing the storyline or whatever, if there is one. Mm hmm. But yeah, I'm actually super intrigued mm-hmm. by this game now. Super intrigued. Yeah. It definitely, for me, looks like one of those games I would much, much rather watch than play. In other news, Assassin's Creed Origins has a new educational mode, which is essentially a violence-free tour through ancient Egypt. Yeah, it's actually like kind of cool that they did this. Sounds really cool. Um, So it's been known for a while that in the Assassin's Creed games, they actually do a ton of research. Um, to get things like as historically accurate as possible before, you know, they add assassins and the Templars and have yeah. you murder people, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, the and even like, is, I, I don't know how long this it. is true, but I know at one point it was true that they actually like did their best to like consult with historians and actually have their cities historically accurate for the time, like layout wise. Yep. Um, and so basically this That's is cool. kind of their excuse to put all of that research into an actual like thing where aspect of the, yeah, game. the players can actually see it. And so, um, it's really mm. interesting. I don't know if it's a reason to buy the game if you don't already have it, but it's definitely cool that it's there. It's a reason to play in school. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the best point is that, that now you can say <laughs> playing Assassin's Creed um, is educational. So... If it helps you remember names and dates, then go for it. If I'm it. ever a teacher, I'd pick like this area just so I could assign Assassin's Creed as homework. Yes. Your kids will all need a, co- you know, a PS4 and a copy of Assassin's Creed Origins for this if class. If teachers or, had done something like that for me when I was learning history, I probably would have done a lot better because I'm more visual and audio oriented. I'm like, I've learned so much from TV and 
watching things about history than I ever did in school. Or better yet, just for class, make them sit down and watch you play. Yes, that's it. Yeah, well, that's just plain entertainment <laughs> because it's horrible. <laughs> like, walk straight! What are you doing? But yeah, still super cool. Um, Pretty excited. Uh, I still don't, haven't gotten Assassin's Creed Origins, but... Yeah, it's, it's, I, we'll it's one of those games I was interested in, but haven't gotten to. And My backlog's so big. Yeah. And, and you guys, game have, hole, maybe and our, listen, check it out. our listeners haven't made our podcast self-sufficient yet, so. <laughs> so we all still have day jobs. Yep. Hashtag still not sponsored. Or three. Yeah. Whichever. You know. And so I think our last bit of news is that Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile Fire Emblem game, has made almost three million or three hundred million dollars in its first year. Um. And it's outsold Super Mario Run by about five times. I'm not surprised. And so, um, which is interesting because they use the different models of Super Mario Run was looking for that one time like $10 purchase, whereas Fire Emblem was a, is more microtransaction based of you can buy gems or whatever they're called. And, and hopefully you'll get lucky and get some heroes you want. Yeah, about that. Still bitter. Yeah, the game was it was all right. It started off great, and then like you get through the rotation, and she's like, "Well, I have no way of earning more gems." Right, and that's definitely, really, that was least... really the main frustration for it. Yeah, and I, I think we because we were both playing it as it came out. I think we both kind of blew through all the content in like the first weekend, month and a half, or something like that. Weekend, <laughs> and there just wasn't a ton to do past yep. that, and so, um. As like eh. top ranked, I would have liked much rather have seen it be a more, um, a more Fire Emblem esque experience in terms of actual map, like more maps, that kind of stuff, versus just the like the single screen maps. Yeah. and so because it definitely felt like you got to know every map right I away. I will say that I feel like Summer's War, like gambling, like microtransaction system, is better than Fire Emblem Heroes. What is? summoners uh, war. why is that because there you continually have ways to earn mm-hmm. things they constantly have events for you to get whatever you need so you can continually summon things without yeah. paying like i definitely felt like with fire emblem heroes there's just a point where well if you still want stuff you have to pay for it now yeah and that irritated me so i stopped playing mm-hmm. but that is video game news this week guys um so let's move on to Woo-hoo. movies and entertainment. Ba, 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 ba. Now segments. Ba, ba, this week's big title is Game Night. Yes. The action comedy crime mystery about a game yeah. night. I'm really excited about this movie. Do I think it's going to be good? Yep. No. Do I think it'll be funny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It has Winston it's quite an interesting in it. cast. I mean, it's Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Are your is your primary couple? Who else? It's Winston from New Girl. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's that girl? <laughs> it's Winston. <laughs> Sidebar: I was watching some New Girl recently, and <laughs> season one Winston is so much different than like the later yeah. seasons Winston. Yeah. He gets a lot weirder. In other releases, mm-hmm. we also get Annihilation. Yep. I want to try to see this because it looks strange. Starring Natalie Portman. And because of that. Don't mention the prequels. Um, Don't mention the prequels. <laughs> Say something good about Jar Jar. He's tall? <laughs> yeah, we also get um, in a limited release, Beast of Burden, starring Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, no. <laughs> sure. I know about these Daniel Radcliffe movies that sound weird. Pretty much. I'm scared. Like, nope. I've had bad experiences. <laughs> eventually. Eventually, it's going to make it to our must-watch movie of the week. No, no, no. <laughs> no more weird Daniel Radcliffe movie. Yeah, nothing crazy this week. Probably no one wants to compete with Black Panther, especially after their mm-hmm. huge success last yeah. weekend. So good. Being that it did beat... Star Everything. Wars initial numbers. Um, yeah, it's 
what is it? Um, I think the second highest weekend gross behind Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, second highest four day gross of all time, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com. Yep, it has officially beat out Deadpool as February's largest opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the MCU, it's second only to the Avengers when oh, it comes well. to yeah opening exactly um, opening weekend sales. And so, so. people people showed up. Awesome. <laughs> Um, this weekend, we this week, last week, we also got a trailer for a sequel to a beloved series. Uh huh. Um, so we saw the trailer for Cobra Kai. Woo! Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. So Sweep excited. the leg. Once again, starring Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso. Revenge. <laughs> strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> Because Mercy's for the week. And apparently he just learned nothing from his original. I'm so excited for this movie. I can't believe this is happening. It's great. Can can they can Neil Patrick Harris like be like the front man for this premiere? Like just be <laughs> like just open the movie, do all the things. Like this is for me. As Barney. They really need to give him a cameo. Oh, for like... sure. That would be amazing. I do really like that this movie is going to actually is like is a direct sequel to the original. I mean, like it does take place years later. Um, and so like the main characters are each like in charge of their own dojo now. Huh. Um, but I am so excited that this is a thing. I don't know. My under, my like my feel of it is that like Daniel LaRusso's character is just like, it's, like he's moved on. He's just I doing business. Yeah. And then Johnny Lawrence's character is just like, no, never forget. <laughs> Still bitter. I will get him back. Yeah. Still bitter. Just had like so many like failed avenues for like trying to be successful. He's like, I'll go back to my roots. I mean, according to Barney Stinson, Daniel had that it was is an, an illegal, illegal move. move that Danny, that Daniel did. So. so obviously not for that tournament. Revenge, and maybe? So I really am hoping that they don't make Johnny Lawrence's character just, like, the obvious bad guy. Like, you know I'm hoping, especially be. with the name Cobra Kai, that it is at least trying to, like, give his character some depth. And he's not just the bully that he always was. But Probably not. We'll see. This is definitely an interesting, like, twist on a sequel. Yeah. That I don't Definitely know that I've came seen, out of nowhere. I was not expecting like, it. This is from the villain side, like the villain from the <laughs> yeah. original movie. Years and years later, we're making a movie about yeah. that Especially guy, with... not the original person. Oh, it, it is. Oh, it is a a YouTube Red original series, so it is not like a theatrical release. Oh, okay. So that makes I it completely different. That should have read that the description sense. a little bit better, but still, they should put it in theaters yeah. anyway. <laughs> I bet the draft house will do do a thing for it. I might need to get YouTube Red because they're cool this. like that. Oh, I've had it for a while because I got real tired of <laughs> commercials. Ad blocker. It's like I'm done with this. I quit. And moving on. This last week we also got a new Jessica Jones trailer. Looks so good. David Tennant's in it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've known David Tennant's going to be in the series. Um, like, yeah. Um, but I'm really excited about it. It's always it. nice to see his face. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited about the opening of it being like Jessica Jones and anger management. That's great. And so it's just such like on character for her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, side note, but related. Um, my friend Carrie's sister, Corey, did a Jessica Jones cosplay and she carried around like an, a liquor bottle that she'd emptied and put apple juice in it. And she was walking around the convention <laughs> yeah. like that, and she got so many questions. Like, no, it's apple juice. It's fine. But she was, like, I drinking promise. from it, and it was, like, an old liquor bottle. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Why wouldn't you just leave the liquor in it? I don't know. I guess she didn't want to actually get <laughs> drunk at that. <laughs> it's, it's also probably against condoms. Probably. Like, I would imagine that that's something that is at least frou- frowned yeah. upon. We should research more of that just to be sure, so I know... 
what I can and can't do. Yeah. But it was pretty I mean, entertaining. I, I think Avatar Aang stands is... <laughs> if it's not cactus I, juice, I think Sokka's I'm not, not interested in it. It'll quench you. It's the quenchiest. <laughs> the quenchiest. The quenchiest. <laughs> anyway. In other news, it, chapter two, has started recording. We'll start recording this summer. Oh. Da-da-da. Guess who's not More seen that clowns. movie? This guy. Like I'll watch it, but only with friends who make it funny. Clown. Like I can't. No, I get scared easy. Watch it not in interested. VR. Oh. Watch it in VR. No, definitely <laughs> Deanna not. immediately has a heart attack. In, tra- in trailers announced more up Cameron and Deanna's alley. We got The Incredibles Whee! two, <laughs> and another it, it Ready Player really One cool. trailer. Looks not as cool. <laughs> Which you will find links to all these trailers in our show notes. Yeah. Real quick on the Incredibles 2 trailer. Um, I want to talk about something that's interesting is that it looks like it's going to deal with Mr. Incredibles, like trying to be a father and support his and wife and like, her being the. Yeah. And support his wife as. Yeah. And that, it looks like that's going to be a really cool storyline. And so I'm hopeful. It's kind for of a that. flop in their roles. Uh, we also, the of course, movie. Exactly. And or so. Yeah. I'm really hopeful mm-hmm. that that's going to be done well. We get to see, hopefully, some cool new mm-hmm. costumes. Edna <laughs> mode. Esda. No game. <laughs> mode. I'd never look back, darling. It and distracts guest. from the now. <laughs> <laughs> no kips. <laughs> no kips. Oh, she's the best character in that movie. But in other news. More like obscure entertainment news. Fox News is creating its own new streaming service called Fox Nation. Because that doesn't sound brainwashy <laughs> enough. Yeah. <Ba-dum>. <laughs> um, see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pause for obviousness. <laughs> I mean, I'm from the school of thought that, yeah, that you should be watching as many different Even sources Even sources from possible. out of the country talking about our Not country. Sometimes one. they can be pretty accurate. Yes. That's my favorite, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I really like the BBC news about yeah. America. Yes, and so. I love listening to Brits talk about us. Like, oh man, we suck. We have many problems. We know. We are aware of the many, many problems. problems. It's like we're, silly America. I'm happy we let them go. <laughs> is what they're thinking. Oh no. Oh. Ooh. Anyway, um, sorry. I just think that like Fox News starting their thing called Fox Nation is exactly like the main point Colbert was making when he did his had his show, the Colbert Report, <laughs> Colbert Nation, and all this. It's yeah. like the whole point is that you, <laughs> this is not a good idea. <laughs> and then Fox is like, "Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do that." The satire went too far. It was too good. Too good of satire. They took it as advice. Yeah. They took it too seriously. Mm. Too seriously. But yeah. Also, last week, tonight is back. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. in Olympic news. Olympic news. Elizabeth Sweeney, the most mediocre skier ever, competed in the Olympics. Um, She apparently qualified through somewhat of a loophole. Um, and the people she's compete an American that's competing for Hungary, um, and the people from Hungary had not seen her ski before <laughs> prior to her competing, and so she proceeds to do like the mm-hmm. freestyle half pipe, I think, um, and does no tricks, um, and just kind of leisurely zigzags like down. What an the average pipe. recreational skier <laughs> and probably could do. It's, it's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I think she might be my spirit animal. So yeah, Elizabeth Sweeney, who just pretty much milked the system, um, participated in skiing events around the world too. Yeah. Like in which the rules are for like certain rules in the Olympics, like for you to qualify for the Olympics, you have to participate in so many and do so well place in the top 30. Yeah. When she's participating in events where <laughs> there are only 28 competitors. Yeah. And so I, I read, uh, uh, and occasionally <laughs> someone might fall and you won't just place last. Yes. 
Um, and apparently that's just been her strategy. And I, I saw a like a like thing of how to get into the Olympics. And that's basically the point. It was have money to travel, compete in events with less than 30, it worked. finish in the top 30. And if you can do yep. those we can go things, to the Olympics, guys. you can get into the Olympics. <laughs> Free advertising. And so. Slash you also. Well, I mean, you probably need to participate with a smaller country that. Yeah. So you need to have some roots outside because the U.S. is going to be a little more competitive. Right. Andorra. You're not going to be participate on their national I'm gonna teams compete. I'm gonna as a result. Try, try out for Andorra in figure skating. Do you have family from Andorra? I could probably find some. My grandmother did a lot of genealogy work. <laughs> like at least I, I always have my my go to my the Philippines. Yeah, so I could always. Especially for a winter sport. I'm I mean, sad. honestly, yeah. I could probably pick any of the British Isles in Ireland. So I, I could just pick I any of those. I should just find like all the events with less than 30 luge people and just like keep my feet on the ice the entire time as I try to go down. This to, like, could be, Chris, how we get the first Geek 411 luge team. <laughs> Can we have a bobsled team yes. instead? Except for a three person bobsled. I prefer a bobsled team. I'm fine. I'm fine with the bobsled team. There's more room to put stickers Unless, on because those bobsled. You know I'm gonna have like a hook thing on a luge and it's just gonna be in the ice the entire time so I can don't go past ten miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we just destroy the track. Yep. <laughs> then we win because everyone else wrecks. Yes, yeah, so we went first and no we one else could do it. Yeah, that sounds exactly. smart. That sounds like a good way we to forfeit. get disqualified. There's, yeah, there's no way we could face legal trouble for that. <laughs> Or we can just get really good at curling. Whichever. Okay. I'm also on board with that. With the brushes. Right, you know? Although apparently, apparently you need to dope to do curling. Yes. If you don't do drugs, you can't do well at curling. So. <laughs> at least in Russia. Oh. Well, there are Olympic athletes from Russia. <laughs> it turns out he might be like sabotaged. <laughs> Which would kind of make this like even someone- better drugged him which would like yeah it just makes it that much more intense of a controversy that, like you're in curling and you're gonna drug your like opponent like <laughs> dope him up <laughs> actually i could see that being a good thing like you get him hyped up on something so like they start going too hard oh yeah. goodness and with that deanna take us into our next segment all right so this past week cameron and i had to watch um what we do in the shadows and and I laughed. I laughed. The format was interesting. It was I not think it, nearly that's as what bad made as it, I anticipated. The format is what made it funny. Yeah. My favorite part was... That's the whole... Yes. My favorite part was the bat fight. Yes, the bat fight was Because it reminded amazing. me of the bat video <laughs> that I sent you to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the bat fight. And um, it was definitely a... F- <laughs> like a funny way to do it making it be like a mockumentary about following these vampires around and um like you're not twilight man and it's funny to see like all the drama that like they kind of play off of because they're just roommates and so well i think i made a comment of like you know if vampires were a thing like this like this probably would be how it goes like yeah in the modern world like well what else are they gonna do? Yeah, I really liked the if you're gonna kill someone, at least put a towel down. Oh yeah, on the, a nice the like sofa. OCD one. Yes, <laughs> and so it's like, oh no, I made a mess. <laughs> um, I love that they actually interacted with like yeah. the camera yeah. and stuff, and like they're part of the overarching plot line. Yeah. Or lack it was thereof. not nearly as bad as I was anticipating for it being rated R. Like and it was so. just constant ridiculousness, pretty much, and some blood. Yeah. Um, and with that, the movie for this week, I believe we've all seen it, but if any of our listeners haven't seen it and you somehow missed this gem from your childhood, the movie this week is We're Back, a dinosaur story from ni- from nineteen ninety three. Um done a by Jim the- is a bit generous wrong um <laughs> Anna, don't forget We're incorrect almost... it is a gem it is very special don't forget we might have some listeners who were born after yeah 1993. so um this is one of those movies that kind of fueled our dinosaur obsession as children um along with was land before though? time and jurassic park <laughs> was it um, i love dinosaurs as a what? kid and this was no, one of the reasons um 
and it's on Netflix. Yeah, it was Land, Land Before, Before time, time, Jurassic Park, and this one. They're all around the same time. Yeah. And dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. The early 90s is all about the dinosaurs. That's... Not, the... <laughs> not the mama, not the mama. Uh, that's also amazing. But yeah, um, it was done by Steven Spielberg's uh, animation studio. So I believe it's like the, done by the same people who did a lot of the same animators, probably who did Land Before Time, like Five O Goes West and American Tale and those movies. Um, so, but this was always one of my favorites as a kid. Set in New York City. Woo! Dinosaurs, New York. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go watch it. It's fun. And there you go. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about that next week. Mm-hmm. Which brings us into our anime segment. In news, Cameron will be happy about Persona 5's anime is making headway, and we have some Woo-woo-woo. new visual highlights. Looks pretty good. I'm excited to watch and maybe like once this comes <laughs> out maybe then I'll be like forced to sit down and finish. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, for you Persona fans, where you will see I'm not, I, like I'm still confused on whether or not this is going to be a regular anime series or a I movie. would like a movie. But I like movies and short I like a series. If they If they do like what they did for Persona 4, I would rather it have have it be a movie. Um, and just kind of be its own standalone palace. Um, because I think the Persona 4 Golden anime was kind of confusing if you weren't watching episodes where they fell in the story. Yeah, I'll give you and that. So. But they are, they, those also came out at around the same time as each other. Is it true? So Versus this is out a whole like yeah. a year later. <laughs> Um, also in anime news, Crunchyroll has reportedly, so Crunchyroll's royalty payments to the anime industry have surpassed $100 million. Nice. It is also reported that half of Crunchyroll's user base is now comprised of women. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Earlier in the show, I did mention that I watched Tokyo Ravens and Copelion. Um, Tokyo Ravens is... More of your standard, like this is typically the types of animes we see come to the U.S., especially in dubbed form, kind of harem-esque, but at the same time takes itself a little more seriously than past ones I've seen. Um, it's not too bad. It revolves around a Onmyo magic society type mm-hmm. thing, Japanese magic and spirits. It's not too bad. Copelion, on the other hand, is a little more interesting. It revolves around three three high school age girls who have been who were made gen- genetically engineered, mm. essentially, to be able to survive in extremely toxic environments because there was a certain like meltdown that took place in the city, resulting it into ma- making the city an unlivable environment so now they're tasked with going in years later and trying to find survivors and see if there's anybody that manages to survive or is like living there and save them get them to safety and also there's other sections that are charged with like cleanup and trying to revitalize the city and hopefully cl- clean things up to the point where they were livable again but it takes on serious themes like uh like pollution, obviously. So environmental ideas it also takes mm-hmm. on the idea of like genetic engineering and like, it, are you the property of whoever makes you if you're genetic, just genetically engineered creature mm-hmm. and things like of the sort? Super interesting. Um, so I'm enjoying that one a lot. But that is all I have for anime this week. And with that, let's jump into the dongle news. Dongle news. One of the biggest pieces of news this week is Samsung has unveiled the world's largest solid state drive that features a industry crushing 30 terabytes of storage. Meh. Can I have that? In a solid state form. (laughs) Crammed into a two and a half inch form factor, which is even more ridiculous. Wow. 
I don't think you want I that. I okay. work. I see you. Um, now this is just the I'm initial building of the technology that's essentially out there. Um, we'll see if they do go into full whatever, but I would not expect this to be cheap. Probably yeah. about three grand. No. Fans, you know what to do. <laughs> in other tech news, in other dongle news, I guess, um, the original creator of the CMOS sensors, or what we currently use in our cameras, digital cameras, has moved on to make a chip that now competes with his original designs. Oh. Um, he has now made a quanta image sensor that is capable of detecting a single particle of light. Hmm. So that would mean, it, like, so these new sensors can revolutionize. We it probably won't see them in, in, in anything super soon, but with that picture, you could take amazing low-light pictures without a flash or anything, so... It's just funny that the same creator that created the main standard is the one creating the next generation of chips as well. And with that, Cameron, why don't you talk about Magic the Gathering and other tabletop games? Woo. Well, okay. <laughs> so um, some of the big Magic the Gathering news, it comes from the Toy Fair 2018, where we got to see some of the um, Dominaria packaging. Um and so some of it is there's placeholders on, but we know there's going to be a new Tezzeret um, coming out as well as Nicol Bolas is the face of the, uh, for core set 20, um, 2019. Um, and so those will be interesting. Um, other news we, ha we have Teferi coming back on Dominaria, um, who is one of the original planeswalkers. And then we also got some pretty cool deck boxes um, by, you guessed it, Wormwood. And what? so um, it's cool to see Wormwood get featured um, at that thing. And there's also a pretty cool backpack um, that unfortunately is not mug. made by Wormwood. Yeah, the mug is cool too. <laughs> the, the Chandra mug. Yeah. And so actually this might be a purse, not a backpack. I'm still not ready for returning the corsets again. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I guess so. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, I guess I. I mean, I understand. Like, it sounds like their corsets are kind of changing. Just I'll, to clarify, I'll believe it when see it. exactly. Like, I mean, it, I mean, in the sense that, like, the original corsets, like, you would have cards that are printed in certain corsets year after year, and yeah. they become like these common staples or common cards that are bridge years essentially um, i was just gonna um, ask and guess from my understanding is that that's gonna happen less often um y'all are saying yeah. core pause up, sets right okay yes, yes. <laughs> two words c-o-r-e like, space because the first time oh, no, you said, I was it, about said core sets. sets what in the world are we talking about? oh okay i think they're saying core sets. i was talking about the things that core make you look skinny sets. yeah <laughs> might break your ribs yeah i've worn one of those yeah they're comfortable for about a half second. I, I, you didn't know. You didn't know magic. You didn't know wizards <laughs> no, of the coast I didn't made know. those. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't actually, be that surprised magic. if they had a booth at the Ren Fest. Yeah. Ren Fest, you know. They're pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I own three now. I think from Wizards, it's pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Sorry for that. <laughs> um, in other Magic: The Gathering news, um. On Valentine's Day, which was the day after we recorded our last podcast, we got a mini announcement day um, where they talked about some of the um, not booster-related products or not main set products um, coming out soon. And so we're getting a thing called Signature Spellbook Jace, which is the spiritual successor to the From the Vault series, um, where everything will be themed around Jace Beleren. Um and then we're also getting a set called Battlebound, Battle Bond, um, which will be um, a new booster product similar to Conspiracy, but will focus on two-headed giant play, which is two versus two play. Um, and that'll be this summer's um, product. 
We're also getting a new Commander Anthology, Volume 2, which will feature four decks um, that have not been announced yet that is also coming out in June. Um, And then we got an announcement of a Chinese market-specific Planeswalker decks, um, which will feature new Planeswalkers created particularly for China. Um, And so there will be an English version coming as well, Mm -hmm. though. Just at a later date, it looks like. Yeah, it seems kind of weird um that they that they worded it that way uh, okay so it sounds like that it's because most of what we see is designed for the american market and then mm-hmm. released everywhere else it look it sounds like they took designers from china had them design things specifically for their market and they're releasing internationally as well yeah but it's designed yeah. for their market instead of ours yeah, and so it'll be two decks that are originally designed by a team of Chinese artists, writers, and folklorists. And so we'll we should see. also say that uh, they've also announced an official Magic app, um, kind of acting like it sounds like it's going to be a. So it's yeah, called I'll... Magic: The Gathering Portal. Um, it will, it features a life counter, um, also allows you to create, manage and track home tournaments, mm-hmm. which will be cool. So it'll have like some kind of bracket um, system. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it will like, as a lot of do have lookup card information, um, try and also has a little news thing. I don't know. I currently use, um, the command zones, life counter, life linker, life linker. And I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how this one turns out. Uh, it seems like I feel like Wizards of the Coast is doing a lot more with the digital side of things with the release of D&D Beyond. And now we're also going to see them enter to something so many probably Magic users have wanted in a long time is an official Ooh. Magic the Gathering app yeah. from Wizards of the Coast. And I think the biggest news that we're saving for last from this announcement is we got the announcement of commander 2018, um, which is of course not really a surprise, but um, it is exciting to know that it is happening. The four decks again, it'll be four um, are coming out on August 10th. Um, And from the description, it sounds like we might be getting new planeswalker commanders again, because the description says call on powerful planeswalkers and deploy their um, signature strategies to make sure you're the last player standing. That is either the most generic Magic the Gathering writing or very intentional that we are getting Planeswalker Commanders. Yeah, we will see. Um, I will say that if that this app Mm. will not be successful, if it looks anything like MTG Online. (laughs) You're not wrong. Fix it. Wizards, get on that. Um, (laughs) What about board games, Cameron? (laughs) Fix it. Let's see. In board game news, um, we got the reveal of the Sagrada expansion packaging um, this past week. Um, We had mentioned that previously on the show. Sagrada is a dice drafting game where you are trying to build stained glass windows. And so um, the expansion will add a fifth and sixth player, um, as well as a private dice pool for quicker gameplay experience. And so... Um, and then, of course, we'll add just general new cards like new private and public objectives, tools, and windows. Um, and so I'm really excited. It's a beautiful game. Um, I highly recommend everyone play it. And then we also got um, some screenshots, or I guess pictures, not really screenshots, um, of the Harry Potter miniatures okay. adventure game um, from Night Models. Um It'll be coming to Kickstarter in March on March 14th of 2018. Um, and it looks pretty cool. Um, there are indeed miniatures. It looks like you'll be moving around, possibly fighting at Hogwarts. Um, they put up some art on their Facebook page of some really cool um, painted versions of the minis. Um, and so they have people like Lupin, Mad-Eye Moody, um, Sirius, um, Cho, Hermione, Luna. Um, and so hopefully it'll be a fun game. I am planning on backing this. <laughs> and so 
hopefully it'll actually be good. <laughs> so, but that is and all that. that we have for Magic the Gathering, other board games, other tabletop games. Sorry, my bad. Okay, and with that, let's move on into our correcting segment slash feedback. Do you guys have anything? I do not think so. I mean, it's kind of hard since the episode was up so late. My bad, guys. Mm. Uh, hopefully this week, this one's out on time. Living okay. in the I blame the person in your house setting, which doesn't have internet. That's true. Can't do anything there. Um, so much driving in adverse conditions. But hopefully with that, Talk you guys us. will like comment it. on something for this week's episode. So we have something to say next week. Ta-da! <laughs> And as usual, to do so, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Anchor, and our PlayStation community at 1Geek411. Email us at 1STGeek411 at gmail.com. Rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, if that's possible. Um, Or wherever you listen to us, actually. And be sure to check our show notes on our website, 1Geek411.com. And of course, as usual, if you'd like, follow us on our individual Twitters. I'm not so foreign. Deanna790. I'm Humar Whittle. And thanks for tuning in.